0: Welcome to the Seahawks Man-to-Man podcast. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you both follow us on the Tweet Machine. You can follow me at Mike Dugar. That is M-I-K-E. D-U-G-A-R. I'm verified. So if you didn't catch any of that, just look for the Black Dude Dreads Blue Check. That's me, uh, Chris. Talk to him.
1: What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206 and that's kid 206 uh, Chris, we have a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Uh, with us.
0: Uh, I want to get the intro right because we got a lot of titles here. We've got Haitian Creation. Got facts. <laughs> right, right, right. we got, obviously, you know, Super Bowl Champion.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Pro Bowler. Yeah. the only guy who shows up to training camp with kicks is fly as me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I think it's just it's just it's just me and him. We have Cliff Avril in the building. Yes, sir. What's happening, fellas? What you guys got going on, man? Oh, you know, like I said earlier before we recorded, you know, working on my day off. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah Whatever yeah. it takes to get to get Cliff uh, on the show, man. I, I love that Cliff is setting a good example for players in their life after football.
2: Ooh, I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, honestly, I'm just trying to figure this thing out, man. The big thing for me, honestly, is just staying busy, bro. Like, I, I can't stay stagnant. I can't be at the house all day doing nothing. Uh, everybody needs a purpose, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, to roll out of bed and do something. So that's kind of where I'm at, and that's, that's, it's been fun. It's, a, it's an interesting to figure it all out. And I think all guys are after football, yeah. though, because, like, you know, you're not
0: prepared to do much else. It's nah. football, and if you have a family, you're family. I remember when uh, Cam officially retired or not when he posted something on instagram was like i'm done and he said and he's like all i've known in my life yep. is god family and football right yep, and the, one right. of those was just taken away you yeah, know it's and hard he had to find something else so I'm, you have found some how's the radio thing going
2: man it's going man it's going well i'm learning a lot i'm um trying to figure it all out you know i'm trying to navigate new waters coming into this like a rookie and, and trying to approach it like a rookie where i'm just trying to soak up knowledge and game man um but it's been good though i can't i cannot complain um I've gotten a lot better at it getting uh you know being in front of a mic sometimes can be a little devastating to people um but for me I've gotten a lot better at it now. I can see it translating into other things as well.
0: Mm. I, I got to let you guys know. I don't know if, if everybody listened to it. First time I think it was you held the show down by yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cliff had it going. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I think you had Richard and Doug that day. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That was my week
2: right there. That was that's that I would That's say how you I, do it though. That was my growth week, you know, my put my co-host was out for the week. I was like, you know what? I'm going to call the homies. I'm going to call all my guys <laughs> in and make it fun, make it yep. interesting, you know, just talk talk that football and everybody loved it, you know what That's mean?
1: what radio should be about. It should be entertaining and fun as you just said it
2: exactly and that's what i try to do man i try to i try to bring my perspective i try to bring a different perspective because in all reality i mean no knock on anybody at the station or anything like that nobody's really actually been in the locker room you know what i mean i mean they've been in locker rooms but they ain't been in the locker room for games Mm -hmm. and, and different things and prepping for games and understanding what these guys are going through and i try to bring that perspective every time
0: yeah, see, I think that's another big part of it for me because I'm in the locker room, yeah.
2: right? But I'm in there for, like, a finite time that is yeah, scheduled.
0: scheduled. Everyone knows I'm in there. I'm walking around with a microphone. <laughs> I don't care where you are. You walk around with a microphone, people
2: change. Oh, no <laughs> question. Did everybody get politically correct, man. Mm-hmm. You you know what? It's interesting. That's why people got so much respect for Marshawn, right? Because he doesn't switch up for nothing. Marcus right? Peters, too. Marcus Peters. That's that Oakland. We had Dame on the show today. Same mm-hmm. thing, right? Yes. So so when you put a mic in front of most of us, we've been almost conditioner taught to talk a proper or a certain way, or to just not say anything that's gonna incriminate you, or, or for guys to make fun of you in the locker room, or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, just being outside of that, you know, it's a, it's a different world, but, you know, being able to uh, paint my thoughts uh, on the mic is, is pretty cool.
0: Well, that's what also made that group so special, the, mm-hmm. the kind of LOB era there, because it was, it, everyone had a politically correct way of approaching
2: things, but eventually it got real unfiltered. Oh man, you know what? That exactly what you just said, bro. Is that's what that's what made us so good, man. Is is yes, it might have been um, PC, mm-hmm. but everybody was real to themselves and everybody was real to that, to that guy next to him and i think that's what allowed us to have so much success
0: like even someone like earl who didn't talk a lot yeah. is candid though like when he speak you know he not he not he not bull crappy,
2: man you know? even with e like it took me 2 years to like really get to understand e you know what i mean cuz he was uh he you know my first my first 2 years in seattle like we we almost boxed a couple times <laughs> like like oh uh, like what's re- what's up but then once you get to know him and 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 you see how real and how how authentic he is great dude man and he'll be my brother for life
0: uh you know you're a defensive line specialist you know that's what i'm gonna call you to so <laughs> the title i forgot radio host when i did the intro dang yeah, it yeah yeah that's... oh yeah,
2: yeah yeah oh about that yeah i'm doing radio now so. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful i try to
0: listen uh all the time i like, can even when you guys had uh dang there was someone the,
2: mike b you've had on we the had mike b earl we done had cam sherm i mean the list goes on I it, mean, it
0: always feels like you know uh not an interview it always just feels like a conversation y'all get to reminiscing and joking yeah. it reminds me of the story that Jenks did when it's like mm. you think these
2: guys are broken up
0: nah not really you guys no no exactly
2: together. and and that's and that's why I wanted to bring those guys on is for us just to have the dialogue man like people would pay money to hear the conversations that we have right if we were sitting at dinner and I, this is actually uh, I probably shouldn't say it, but if we were to sit at dinner or something like that and and like we had cameras on us like it would be entertaining to people, but that would just really be our lives. Like, we'd right. be talking about, you know, that, that the playoff games, or we'd be talking about something that happened at practice or whatever, and, and, you know, it'd be entertaining. So I like to try to bring that perspective every chance I get.
0: And uh, to spin it to what's going on with the Seahawks now, you know, you played on Seahawks' defensive line. The defensive line is one of the most talked about mm-hmm. uh, positions there. You know, me and, me and Chris, we were going over, like, I oh, we should talk to Cliff about, boom. LJ gets hurt, yeah. you know, already depleted like uh, a defensive line. Like, that changes everything, don't it?
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, going in, first-round draft pick, the the amount of pressure, I don't even want to say pressure, just the amount of things that they're expecting of this young guy coming yeah. in and to have an injury like, like that, that change yeah. things. My question is basically, how do you think he's going to handle that coming yeah. back? Because yeah. basically he's probably going to miss preseason yeah. if that's not – already out there he's probably gonna miss preseason sure. but how is he gonna handle that you think as a rookie and how should he handle it
2: well he don't he he doesn't know how to handle it obviously you know what I mean this is his first time in the league you know what I mean? he's only been in the league three four months you know what I'm saying and then to get hurt with so much expectation and I actually text him this morning um shot him a text like hey bro whatever you do man you know as you're rehabbing make sure you're still staying in shape like, that's something, you know, you can get lost in. Like, oh, I'm just rehabbing. I got six weeks, four weeks, whatever whatever the time might be. If, even if it's a week, you might take that week off. Well, that hurts you. You know what I'm saying? And then it's imperative for especially rookies, young players. Your first two to three years, camp is important for you, man, because that's the closest thing you're going to get to a real game-like feel, uh, situation. Because once the season starts, practice is completely different. You're not hitting nobody. It's all mental. So you need to be able to see how physical the game really is, and that's when camp comes through. We seen that with Penny last year. Mm-hmm. Like, Penny started off slow because he missed camp. Yeah. Now, towards the end of uh, the season, you start seeing oh flashes of Penny being able to do some great things. So, camp is extremely important, and, and hopefully it's not something serious. Um, but if, if he is going to miss some time, hey, stay in shape and stay on top of your techniques and stuff, bro.
1: Okay. Now they- – Decided to let go of Frank Clark.
2: Yeah. Oh, that they, one hurt. That they, hurt. They didn't want to pay the man. Yeah. <laughs> My see. dog got that bag, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. $100 million Congrats, that's, bag. That's yes. why we were
1: happy. He got his bag. Like, exactly. It wasn't with Seattle, but we understand get your money, bro. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Heck we're yeah. happy for you. No Frank Clark. Jay Reed suspension for six games. Mm. The D line. Mm. Disarray. Who are you looking at saying, Ooh. all right, bro, you, this, it's butt. your time? You know, man. you got Martin. That he says he wants to have 12 sacks. He has his phone buzzing every morning saying you're
2: going to do A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Who are you looking forward to? Man, uh, it's a lot of young guys, man. I, honestly, nobody's talking about them, but because uh, I, I, I trained a couple of the guys and I mentor a couple of the guys, and so maybe I'm biased, but I've also seen these guys putting in the work. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what my guy Cassius does, man. Mm. I'm excited to see what he does because even from the two or three years that we were together as teammates and then him coming back this off season and seeing where he's at he's taking some major strides and he's and and the big thing with him is he's okay asking questions hey cliff hey let's let's break down this film bro let's let's see where i can get better at you know what i'm saying so i'm excited to see what my man cassius does if ziggy can get healthy <laughs> if ziggy can get healthy which is a big if because we don't necessarily know how bad the situation is with his arm or whatever but that's another guy that i was i was kind of training and kind of helping break down film and different th- like if he gets healthy. That's gonna be a guy right there. I think that's gonna be the guy that can, you know, make up some of those sacks from from missing out with with Frank after 13 sacks. But I don't think I don't think it's one person that's gonna get you the 13 sacks though. I think it's gonna have mm-hmm. to be a collective effort, right? Quint Jefferson's gonna have to get you. He's gonna have to go from three sacks to six, seven sacks. You know, you're gonna need you're gonna miss Jay Reed, so you need Puna Ford to get you about mm-hmm. three or four. You, need, you know what I'm saying? It's gotta be spread out. Martin, you know, he goes from whatever he had five last year, four or five last year. Let's try to get eight this year. You know what I'm saying? That's how you're going to make up those 14 or 13 that you're missing from Frank.
1: You are a defensive specialist. you D line specialist. I know he read our, minds. You Ask read our mind. Ask him the next question. See what? My, watch this. Next question. You, you're you on it. What is that? <laughs> is it better to have a defensive line as a committee, which you just alluded mm-hmm, to? Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's imperative or better to have that one guy that creates opportunities for the other guys you mentioned?
2: See, the thing with D line, though, is. I don't care how good you are. It's only a select few, honestly, that can go out there and ball out on their own at, on a D-line. That's just a special guys like Von Miller, but even on him, with him, he got guys on the other side that are getting you five, seven, six sacks, or eight sacks, or whatever the case may be. Um, you look at Khalil Mack. He, he's good, but he got Akeem and some of those guys, uh, Akeem Hicks on his squad, and some of those guys are still getting a lot of sacks. So it's extremely hard for one individual to get all those sacks because, once they start sliding and double-teaming, you need other guys to be productive so they can actually shift their focus on other people. I mean, when I was with the Seahawks, we had Mike, it was me and Mike B, but Frank was over there eating. We had Bruce over there eating. We had other guys that was actually allowing us to be able to uh, get after the quarterback. It can't just be one individual. You need multiple guys to be able to go out there. And I think most coaches honestly would prefer to have, say, two or three guys that get you eight, nine sacks, maybe even ten sacks, instead of just one, 14, and then everybody else has two.
1: When you look at the Rams, you see Aaron Donald with 18, 17. Is he he one of the guys that just happens to tip the scale a little bit just because he is a guy that has double teams, triple teams, and he still finds a way to get pressure and does create for other guys, but he also does take on a
2: big role. I think he creates for other guys. Um, First and foremost, Aaron is – Unlike any other out there, I mean, so explosive. You might be taller than him, to be honest. Um, Yeah, but you know, he's a he's a dog, man. I have nothing but respect for Aaron and what he does. But even in saying that, there's other guys that are still making plays around him. Yep. Like, but now he's opening it up for them. Absolutely. You know, and then the scheme also they put him in situations where he's getting a lot of one on ones, and he capitalizes on that. You know, um. So he's a real smart football player too, and I think. That's half the battle, for real. I I think the mental piece of the game is what keeps you in the game. Most of these other guys, athleticism, that stuff will go away after about four or five years. It's what you can do mentally and how you get after guys and understanding protections and different things like that uh, that allow them to uh, excel. But Aaron... He's 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 a rare case for sure.
0: I want I want to go back to Cassius real quick because he is a guy. Well, one I just like guys named Cassius right? because <laughs> I'm a, a, you know I'm, I'm big in my like pro black right now. Same so sure.
2: Martin, Malcolm, Cassius, you, you, Muhammad. But if you have seen Cassius, you wouldn't think. Right? Cassius. Yeah, you don't see it. But, then, <laughs> but he is.
0: But he is black though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like I like I like dudes named uh, Cassius. But uh, I think what some guys have talked about too is like I think even Quentin has almost mentioned this before. Is like when you leave and you don't know, get like those voices from someone else and you like Mm -hmm. gather information like oh this is how this team was doing it this is how my team was doing it and put it all together I think Norton might even have mentioned that just when he went to the Raiders yeah learned and and came back do you think that part will be big for him kind of having gone somewhere else yeah to New England San Fran and then came back
2: yes for sure I mean you know guys that don't get to see the other side of what the NFL really is about because honestly Seattle is an anomaly, man. Like, the way Coach Carroll runs that thing, the way Coach Carroll does things with the music blasting, hoops, um, you know, just a fun environment, the NFL is not with that. Like, that's not what the – like, they're trying to grow into that because mm-hmm. Coach Carroll has had success as a copycat league. But to see other spaces and realizing how blessed you was in the space that you was really in. Mm -hmm. I used to tell guys that all the time my first couple years, like, man, guys like, man, oh, you know, they get mad. Oh, I want to go somewhere else. I'm like, listen, bro, the grass is not green (laughs) on the other side. I'm telling you, like, I know. You know what I'm saying? So um, when you experience other things, it makes you when you come back, if you're fortunate to come back, you 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 you're excited about that opportunity. and You respect that opportunity because you've seen. How messed up that other side is or can be.
0: we mentioned Frank getting the bag. I want to transition to the most recent guy to get the bag. Well, not to dismiss Tyler Hott, who just yeah. got an extension too. He got to what I don't know what the bag was, but good yeah, for him.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Bobby Wagner just just got be the Wads. bag. Yes. Just negotiated the bag himself, three years, 54 million, right. highest paid linebacker, uh inside linebacker in the league. And we had a podcast about that. Like, not just that he got it, because the numbers are the numbers. It's that one, he did it by himself and how he handled Set it up, man. the holdout part of it, too, because, uh, you know, you, you were there when, when Cam held out, yep. right? Uh, you were there when, when Mike B wasn't happy about yep. his contract. Marshawn, Earl, you know, Douglas. Earl, yep. uh, you know, there's... You know, even KJ, you know, kind of... Even went myself. <laughs> you know, like, and you guys all know, there's no right way to, to do it. You Everyone's different. Every, every situation is different, but I think even when I wrote my story on it, it was like, you know, it felt like if there is a right way, Bobby found it, and I... I, don't, I want to get your perspective on this. Can that be how he handled it, a, a blueprint maybe for guys in the future when holding out?
2: Yes and no. And and the only reason I say yes and no. So the way Wags went about it, and I, I was talking to him throughout the whole process, just checking on him really, just making sure, you know, he ain't driving himself crazy because you don't have that buffer. You don't have that filter with an agent that, that the team is telling you probably the worst thing since sliced bread or – is, is, or is the best thing since right? But anyway, you know what I mean. Really? It's the worst thing ever, or whatever. Like you, you actually hearing it from them. Um. So, so you know, just checking in with them. But I think what I like about Bobby's situation, man, if you are going to do your own deal, one, you got to probably be the, one of the top three or four at your position, right? Because it's honestly probably a little bit easier to justify why you need to pay me my money, mm-hmm. right? I am the best linebacker. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. I've been to five, six, seven Pro Bowls straight, like. Respect me. Put some respect mm-hmm. on my name. You know what I'm saying? Next, like so. Next. So it's probably a little bit easier. I don't want to say it's easier because you still gotta like know the game, and that's what I respect more about Bobby. Is like he went and researched it. Mm-hmm. He went in and seek help from those that are, are doing way better than them that deal with that type of stuff. So uh, I respect that. But as far as for other players um, handling their own business, I think more guys should look into it. Mm-hmm. I think guys should take more control and ownership of their situation and their career mm-hmm. because, honestly, on the back end of that stuff, man, there's a lot of dirty work going on. Like, right. agents are telling, hey, sign my guy and, you know, uh, sign him for a little bit less just to sign my other guy. So they double-dipping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think I think it was smart in how he went about his his way. Um, you know, still being involved with the team was good. But I've seen situations like that not work out. You know, KJ was involved with the team. Right. They almost didn't give him a new deal. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So – and I've seen guys on the other end where they, they cuss coaches out and they get extensions the next day. So mm-hmm. there's really no real way of doing it. Mm-hmm. I just think if they really mess it with you, then you'll get the deal done. It's going to play itself out regardless, right. honestly.
0: I know? think KJ is a really good example because him and Frank, to be honest. Like Frank mm-hmm. didn't, help, didn't hold out. Came, had the best year of his life, played Balled the out. injury, yep. was a leader, traded. You know, KJ was right there to the, the, the 12th and, hour.
2: And you know what's interesting? People only care – about players being a certain way in football basketball oh pay them. LeBron pay him millions of dollars such and such pay baseball pay him a hundred million dollars, but when it comes down to that football, the most dangerous sport the 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 sport with no guarantees people have an issue when guys want to stand up to get more money and it's like why like he deserves it, and tomorrow ain't promising this league you know what I'm saying all it takes is you out there practice knock on wood l j roll his ankle you don't know how bad it is you know what I'm saying like that's all it's so. If I'm out here grinding, I'm out here working. No, pay me my money. Pay me my dues. Pay me what I deserve to make because I've been showing you that I can do this.
0: You know what feels weird about football is that it seems like fans are more tied to rooting for team. The, the team, yeah. which is like uh, ultimately a bunch of billionaires and mostly rich white guys, right? That it's like, even No if, question. And it's just like, when did that be the group that we relate to? Like, if anything, people should re- relate more to people like you than they would. You know, uh, Jerry Jones. Yep. You know, but they'll rock. For, Zeke's holding out right now. You'll see people ride for Jerry Jones and the Star versus Zeke. Like, is that something players are aware of when they're yes, in the
2: game? Yes, we talk about it all the time. But you know what? Hats off to the NFL because they did a great job of branding themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? It's all about the shield. Heck, they they got us brainwashed. It's all about the shield. It's all about the shield. Don't don't put the the, the name of the not the the name on the back, but you know the the logo on your helmet. It's all about the shield, me and the NFL logo. And it's like, oh yeah, it's all about the shield. Okay. Now, these fans don't fool with you because it's all about the shield. It's almost like they feel like they can just throw you away and get somebody else to replace you as if you're not worth
1: anything. Jerry Jones did that exact same thing to DeMarco Murray. My man has led the league in rushing yards. And let him go.
2: We're going to get rid of you. We're going to get rid of you. And for the same exact reason that got rid of him because they said, ah, you might have too much uh, wear and tear on your body. Because you put it on (laughs) there. Right? What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and, and fans will say, "Oh well, that's what you signed up for." This, that, and the third is like fair is fair. I don't care how you slice and dice There's not one other industry in the world in America, at least, where where you're you're compensated, where 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 you sign a contract and it's so lopsided and it's legal. You know what I'm right. saying? Like we're like, but they let them. Get, I mean, the NFL is its own industry. It's its own. It's own has its own ecosystem. It makes its own laws up. You know what I mean? And I get that and I respect it. But at the same time, it's a lot of guys. Man, they blowing their knees out and they they back at home stuck on pain pills and different things like that, all due to the game that is a $14 billion business.
0: Do you, do you think, and I, I've talked to Bobby about this, it was the part of the reason why he doesn't have an agent now is not only for the buffer and contract negotiations, but in terms of marketing. You know, Jor- yeah, Bobby's yeah. with Jordan. Yeah. You know, he's got, I see him on see my him TV all joint. the time. Uh, what's he, the Beacon Plumbing. Yep. Jordan, oh, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. It's got yeah he's got the Beacon. You know, he, uh, that part of it, because he was saying, like, you know, when I re- when I'm gone, I don't want to have, like, the agent I don't have no contacts at Jordan because I had him doing it, too. Just that whole aspect of, like, taking control of your own business. A, is that something you were aware of as a player and conscious of? And B, now that you're out of the game, do you help the young guys with that part of it?
2: Yes. So I I didn't start getting aware or conscious of it, honestly, until I moved here to Seattle where there are just so many more people that are just doing better than me, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying, financially. Like, I tell people this all the time. I've said this on multiple shows and different things like that. And, you know, family back home, why you move back to Seattle? Like, you know, that's so far away, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, and people, you know, they start talking about athletes or whatever. And I say, look, man, if you look at athletics and you look at all these professional football teams, right, the ones in Tennessee, Detroit, wherever, the athletes are probably some of the highest earners in those cities, right? Probably top 10, top 15, right? Seattle, you don't come top 5,000. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. there's a peace of mind there, one. And then, two, there's so many people that are doing better than you That and they want to help you because of the championships and what you do and all these different things, it's like, why wouldn't you move back? Why wouldn't you take control of that? You know what I mean? Every space ain't like that. Like, Tennessee, you're probably the highest earner. (laughs) So who you going to lean on? Nobody, really. You know what I'm saying? But out here, man, it ain't nothing for me to, like, get in contact with the CEO of Zillow. It ain't nothing for me to get in contact with, you know, Bill Gates or something. Well, I don't know about Bill. but, (laughs) But, you know what I'm saying, just to be able to reach out to people that are doing really well in their own business, And you can piggyback and and just pick their brains. You know what I mean? So it is something I'm conscious of. It's something I try to put players on, too, is just realizing, like, bro, we have an opportunity of a lifetime here, man. Let's pick these guys' brains. There's not one CEO in in Seattle that majority of the Seahawks players cannot have a meeting with. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? If you take advantage of it. Right. But most guys, you know, you're stuck in football. You don't – sometimes you – you're afraid of thinking about the future because you don't want it to happen too fast.
0: Right. And I mean, at the end of the day, it all takes is one play or, you know, they're always exactly. bringing in, they draft a D lineman every year you were in the league. Every like single fighting. year,
2: high draft picks every <laughs> single year I've been in the league and, and, oh, they're here to replace you. Yeah. But you got to come take it from me. You right. know what I'm saying? But it's nothing for you to roll your ankle, to blow your knee out, to throw your back out and you'd be out of the league. Now you stuck and you didn't take advantage of the opportunity.
1: Man. Well, speaking of opportunities, there will be a lot of that for the Seahawks D-linemen as LJ Collar will be out, no Frank Clark, and then recently Jay Reed was suspended. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a touchy situation, but basically these next six weeks are important for him as well. No I mean, question. What advice are you going to give him or what advice have you given him in this
2: situation? More so than anything to him, like, did you learn from your, your mistakes, bro? You know what I mean? Did you learn if you did it or didn't do it, did you learn – from your mistake, from the standpoint of putting yourself in a position to to be ridiculed like that, to 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 have people coming at you to miss six game checks, did you learn mm-hmm. from that? You know what I'm saying? Now it's contract time too, so you're gonna lose some M's from that. You know what I'm saying? So are you learning from that more so than anything? And uh, also, like, hey man, when it's go time, let's go. Like, and and I'm gonna be working with him as well during his little six week uh, hiatus or whatever, and and just just you know try to mentally prep him because. Everybody in the NFL is good athletically. You know what I mean? Everybody's really like you're the best of the best from an athlete standpoint. But what separates you is the mental piece. I have said that earlier. You know what I mean? So that's what I want to help him out with is like, hey, mentally, let's start breaking down this film. But also off the field, man, like the less stress you have off the field, it allows you to be even greater of a player on the field. You know what I mean? If you out here chasing skirts all night, guess what? You ain't getting enough rest to ball out on Sunday. You know what I mean? So, like, let's get our priorities in order.
0: Oh, wait, before we go to uh, – I want to get to something me and Chris have been arguing about. Yeah, about I was about to bring runners, it up. <laughs> but I, you just mentioned something to me. I've uh, I've been interviewing young guys, you know, since they've gotten the league. You know, I was here – I got here in 2017. Every year I've talked to guys about their off seasons, and everyone always says, I learned to be a pro last year. I learned to be a pro. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, oh, you know, I get more sleep now. You know, I stop eating whatever I want. Uh, just stuff like that. And I be thinking in my head, I don't say this, but, you know – you didn't know that before? So, like, what's no, the transition like from you college don't. to pro where, like, guys don't know how important sleep and diet
2: is? Man, when you're 16, 17, 18 years old, like, you can go out and get faded and go to practice the next day and ball out. Mm-hmm. Like, your body just bounces back. And so, you know, you could tell me I can go get faded tonight and I can go ball out and practice the next day. I wouldn't advise you to do it, but right. you, you're young. Your body bounces back. So, um, that's part of the reason. Heck, it took me about four or five years to realize what a pro meant. Like what it meant to take care of your body, what it means to 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 make sure you're getting massages and different things like that. But a lot of times too, guys, I mean, you're not making that much money to, money relatively to 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 you know what you can possibly make. But a lot of guys just don't want to spend that money too. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I had to put it in perspective for a lot of my young boys too. Is like, look, man, you guys go in this club, y'all will blow a bag on on popping bottles right. and and whatever else like spend some of that money on yourself bro. because that's the only way you're gonna keep it going the, the champagne and all that stuff yeah you're gonna drink it you have a great time you might you know whatever afterwards but like that didn't make you a better football player and that didn't secure you a bag you know what i'm saying do all that stuff on the back end how about that let's right. let's stack it up and then do that stuff on the back end or if, what if that's what you're into you know what i'm saying so um yeah it most times you just don't know and then on top of that guys just are cheap
0: yeah. with no. the, with certain things. Right, right, because everybody will go buy Supreme hoodies. But exactly. It's like, when everybody, when get oh, the newest J's, yeah. everything,
2: but we we, we not going to get that massage tonight. Like, what? what? You're hustling backwards, <laughs> bro. Come on. Yeah, man, get the, the acupuncture, not the Patron. Yeah, you know? yeah <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a, but you need somebody to teach you that too, right, though, because you right. don't know what you don't know. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's good to have vets in the locker room too.
1: Real quickly, how involved are you with the Seahawks? In general, right now speaking, are you still helping out team wise, or is it just kind of individual things? Individual
2: things. I, I, I mean, I, I kind of think it'd probably be somewhat of a conflict of interest if if they had me on staff or something like mm-hmm. that, and talking about it on radio, right. it, it just wouldn't. The dynamics probably wouldn't work out that well. But them, my little homies, man, and I want mm-hmm. all of them to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not the type of person to 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 hate, or I'm not the type of person not want anybody to eat because there's enough money for everybody to go get it, right? If it's not here, somewhere else. So for me, I feel like it's only right for me to give back. Cause I had, I had some old heads or some OGs that gave back to me. So I want to I want to do the same, man. I want to see all these guys succeed. I want to see all these guys get their money, win games, win championships if that's what it comes down to. But I just want to help these guys, man, because I think it's it's imperative because they don't have enough, they don't have a lot of vets in that locker room. You know what I'm saying? So they respect me. They understand what I've been able to do. They understand how hard it is to play this game. So they respect me and they reach out. And I, I got a lot of knowledge that I don't even realize I have. And just talking to these guys and, and giving them bits and pieces, I'm sure to help them some kind of way. That's dope, man.
0: And you've been handling that balance really well because, like, dude, you're connected yeah. to the team. You're a legend here. It's yeah. like same time on the radio, you know, it's hot takes, it's opinions, it's I, analysis. But I,
2: that's the first thing I told them, though. I'm like, I'm not with the hot take. I'm not with the ter- throwing <laughs> people under the bus. Right. I'm yeah. not with it. Because, that, one, that's not my personality. Right. Like I was Like, I was the guy in the locker room like, dog. They really just wrote this about me? I didn't even (laughs) say that, though. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what I look like trying to do that to other guys. You know what I'm saying? I know how it feels to be in that place. So my thing is, my show is all opinion-based. I'm going to tell you what what I think these guys are thinking because that's what I was thinking. Um, But I'm never there. And and I took a broadcast uh, class, too. And I understand, too, like, you critique the performance, not the player. Never Mm -hmm. take it personal. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at when it comes down to this media stuff and different things like that. And Coach Carroll actually helped me with that, just finding my philosophy and what what I stand for. And once I figured that out, I was good. So I'm not with the whole hot take, and they know that. <laughs>
0: yeah, because, you know, that can get dangerous real quick, especially man. when it comes to guys' character. We love doing that in the NFL. Yeah,
2: man. And 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 honestly, my reputation is way more important than any of this stuff, to be honest with you, right? Um, yeah. Being able to walk into that locker room and guys respect me mm-hmm. and, I, and my friendships with those guys is way more important. Than than trying to get some 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 ratings because I didn't something off the deep end like that's not that's not who I am so um, if that's what they want from me I'm sorry <laughs> You know am saying I can't I can't I can't do it and fortunately I don't I I am in a situation where I don't have to do it.
1: We're not gonna do hot takes, but <laughs> we do. I mean, it's been an ongoing discussion for I think two months now, maybe. Oh yeah, long. long my opinion now. I, but no, I, no, I just know, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. It it's been ongoing. People, it's split. Yeah, the hairs are split. Some people are with Mike. Some people are with me. But now we have a guy that played with Tyler Lockett. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, he he is a D-line specialist, but he knows some routes, okay? Yeah. Based off what you've seen with Tyler Lockett, do you believe he is a top 10 route runner in the national football? Don't let me
2: down, Cliff. Come on. Is he a
1: top 10? Top 10 route runner.
2: I'm trying to run through them through my head real quick. I mean, um, I got
1: my list. If you want, I can definitely. Th- th- throw out some names first. Throw out some you names. You want to give
2: me. You got both our lists
1: on you? I mean, I can pull up your list, Mike. You okay. want me to pull up your list? I can do this go for ahead. you.
2: Off well, the top of my head, I'm thinking yes, but let me let me, let me me run through As the wide receivers real quick. What
1: we did was we had Doug Farrar on a few weeks ago. Yes. He gave us his list. Okay. We'll start with 10 going down. He had 10, Dante Pettis. Well, we got a. Okay, go ahead. Edelman. Go ahead. Devontae Adams. Mm. Omari Cooper. Mm. Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, okay. Stephon Diggs, real. OBJ, <laughs> Julio,
2: Antonio Brown. Personally, y'all don't even have Mar- uh, old boy that just signed a big bag on there. Mike um, Thomas. He didn't have Mike Thomas. Oh, he I didn't. don't think I did either. Did I? No, you didn't. I didn't.
1: But my thing was this: he's watched a lot of film on Dante Pettis. I can't sit here and say I have.
2: But Dante, Dante's only been doing it for like what two years? Like, yeah, I, I a maybe, year and a half maybe. Yep.
1: I think maybe he was watching stuff on him. In college, That's not fair, though. No, no, I don't don't
0: think he was. I mean, Dante was really good last year. I mean, he got busy. No, he was solid. He got busy in Seattle. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. He he got busy, And
1: that's where I'm kind of, on my end, I'm saying... Give
2: me the top, uh, the last two, the number eight, nine, ten.
1: I got you. Let me go pull it up again. He had...
2: Because I agree with the the top five, top six. Edelman's solid, though.
1: And Devontae Adams, who I believe... He's higher on my list. Devontae Adams is just nasty. I mean, Mike saw him live.
2: I probably would put Lockett over Pettis,
1: and that's fair. But everyone's list is a little different.
2: So give me, give me, give me somebody else's list real quick. All right, ahead, Chris, give me yours.
1: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I got you. Number one, well, no order. I got A B. Okay. I got Julio. For sure. I have Michael Thomas.
2: We're talking about route runners, right. Not, right. runners yeah. not wide receivers. No nope, route isn't. runners, oh, okay. because nope, nope.
1: I mean, the reason I have Michael Thomas is he's not—he doesn't have the speed that the two guys I just named have. Mm-hmm. He's able to break down routes and get open using his size and his ability to make people think he's going when he's not mm-hmm. i also have who's what's his name i want to put a tight end on there but i'm not going to no
2: wide receiver um, what you mean man i think th- i think i uh, think you said i thought you said wide receivers but uh, uh, i think he I, honestly i think he is a top 10 um i would but he would probably be like a probably a nine or the 10th one wow there we go man so Cooks agreeing with me <laughs> Yeah, I would Let's put him up it. there. I, I think I would put him up there now that I run through the list and different things like that. Here I mean, of course, you got your, your, your elite guys, the ABs, mm-hmm. heck of a route running. <laughs> uh, uh, you got Julio. Crazy what he can do with his size. You got Odell. is a, like As far as an athlete, Odell's my guy. As far as for, like probably one of the best athletes in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Real. Um, we got – who else we got? You said uh, – I'm trying to think. Who well, I got my 10 right now. Edelman. Here. I like Edelman because the only reason I like Edelman – is he's a killer in that slot? Oh, he's a beast with this, in, the, in the slot. Who
0: do I got? My ten, no order: OBJ, Diggs, AB. Oh,
1: Diggs. I yeah, see, Diggs. and that's and that's who I would take off for Tyler Lockett easily.
0: Diggs, Diggs is nasty. Diggs I got is, I, I got Keenan Allen on there. Adam Thielen, Lockett, Devonte Adams, T.Y. Ooh. Hilton, Amari Cooper, Julio. Oh, I know, right? That's, it's tough. It hurt leaving and, out D. Hop and Mike is, Thomas, clip, but I it's had to. Not a
1: diss if he's not.
2: No, on there. no, no, it's not. It's I not, just it's personally not. believe he might be eleven or twelve now. Oh,
1: wait a.
0: Thank no, you.
2: no, he might be because I forgot about Diggs. Diggs is a monster <laughs> with it. Diggs, if we're talking about taking the top off of defense, though, he's top five as oh, far as for man. speed and, and beating guys. But route tree and, and all those different things, oh, yeah. But that, still, to be top 15 is pretty good. Yeah,
0: now you see why we've been debating this for two months. Like, it's it's that's crazy. hard. That's it hard. is. It no, it hard. is.
2: And a lot of yeah, people he don't might, really he, might know. Fall, he might fall out of my team.
1: And that's where I had him. I said, after my top 10, I have him 12 to 15, and that's not a diss to him. I just think there's 10 oh, other guys. I forgot guys. about
2: Diggs and them boys, man.
0: Yeah, no, Minnesota's D- got two of the best route runners in the league.
1: Adam Thielen, he's, he yeah. might be top 10. Thielen's
2: nasty. Thielen's a beast with it.
1: But that's, I mean, that's what we had it. You're right. That's not about being right. I just want to get your opinion because you've played the game. Mike, yeah, I told him, I Mike. I forgot about those guys. I told Mike. I'm taking L's. I said, Mike, you're going to die on this hill, bro. I really Kyle am. Tyler Lockett, is he, he's a great receiver, but to be top 10, Route, route, we're just talking about route. route just routes. Yeah, yeah, just routes. Route. And, oh. and I'm big on...
2: Because Doug, now Doug would be top 10. Oh, without this a question. This was like po- after Doug. Uh, but
1: yeah, 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 without uh, a question, okay. Doug okay. is in my top okay, 10 okay, if okay. he's yeah, healthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you got to look at everything. Like, no is Tyler, he's great at running down the field straight.
2: No, he can run. I mean, he runs good routes. Don't get me wrong. Oh, like, absolutely. But we talking about like digs, and that's you start watching pitches. The, you talking about uh, uh, the duo in Cleveland? Both of them, boys. Jarvis, Jarvis, a is, Jarvis is good Jarvis too, Jarvis is and a he's not monster. even in my
1: top ten, and he could definitely be in there, right, Cliff? Yeah, yeah no, Jarvis is. Yeah, Jarvis is. A, man, I'm getting hit here. Mike, Let's, it's okay. no, we gotta I, get out of here, man. I no, told you this is gonna happen, Cliff. We do want to thank. No you No one coming has agreed on.
2: with me. This whole. <laughs> 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 my bad, bro.
1: <laughs> it's crazy because we was here and then. Yeah, you started You to listening. Yeah, like, you got ooh. some names, man and all right, let's, let's, let's get Cliff but out here yeah. on, a, on a prediction real quick Thank real you quick. so much, Cliff Prediction, Seahawks, we know you don't give hot takes But you're going to be on a hot take right now Give us a record for the Seahawks this season Ooh, a
2: record? Yeah. Um, at least
1: 10-6 Okay, that's fair, that's, that's it, that's all we needed, man yeah, Alright, I'm in there all Anything right. else you want to add?
2: Nah, man, uh, I appreciate you guys having me, man I, I like what you guys doing, man, keep keep it up And anytime y'all need me, man, holla at your boy Working going to listen to the show at, man uh what is it 950 kjr 950 kjr check us out <laughs> oh yeah and
0: just shout out to all the work cliff is doing in haiti yes yes That's check right. out
2: the cliff Aver family foundation too man you know all the different things we do in haiti uh we do, just hosted my first football camp out here in seattle had well over 350 kids all my guys came out sherm doug everybody man so just check out cliff dot org and we out